Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 470 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have uh, our SRV Banksy. I was waiting for my name, but that'll do. Hello. Actually, um, I have to correct you there. It is, as of this morning, officially Your Grace, SRV Banksy. All will be revealed in a little while. Your Your Grace? Yes, my, my, my formal address is, is Your Grace as of this morning. But you're a bishop, then? No, apparently that's the proper way to uh, address a duke. Oh, fair enough. The penny uh, has dropped. Yes, it, it, has, it has dropped. We also have our staff liaison officer. Uh, Commander Psychic. Hello. Hello. Uh, unfortunately, our head of health and safety, Ben Mosswoodwood, is, is is not really healthy. <laughs> he, we're assuming that he's he's safe, but he's he's not healthy, so um, he's not with us today. Apparently, he's um, unable to even get out of bed. So we'll get better soon, Ben. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, we will have the Chris Mock forward turning up for his uh, usual uh, input later on. But in the meantime, we do have the Chris Mark V hiding in the background uh, as well, <laughs> if he wants to... Um, yeah, to no, he's in. here to talk, Colin. We've got all everyone here this week. Hello. <laughs> oh, he's just and, here. And Chris, both Chris's are right here. It's great. Look at that. Hello. It's Hello. like it's, it's like having the 10th and the 14th Doctor all together now, isn't it? No, because they sound entirely different. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Chris. I absolutely know which one I'm speaking to. That's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, dear. So we're just going to have to call them four and five, aren't we? Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, if you wish, you can join us live. I think we're in game somewhere. 
He will be very soon. <laughs> says, says Chris, hopefully. Waiting for things to load. <laughs> so, Amazing. Chris, Chris will be doing his usual, usual well, hanging out in Lave Station, I guess. Uh, and um, if you can't get to us in-game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat or go straight to twitch.tv slash laveradio or go onto Facebook, look up Lave Radio, XE Twitter, uh, and, of course, YouTube. So we're, we're there, everybody, everywhere. So um, let's have a quick run around the crew this week and see what they've been up to. Uh, let's start with Claire this week. Hello. Um, what have I been up to this week? Not a lot. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna say not a lot, and then um, uh, Chris is going to interrupt me and say, actually, love, you, we did, we did lots of things this week. And I don't think we did. <laughs> we considered putting our Christmas decorations up and didn't do that. We watched Doctor Who. That was fun. Um... That was that was very fun. What else? What else have we done? Chris, help me out. What have we done? Um, played some Baldur's Gate. We played some Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Um. Um. I've I've did I've done loads of Elite Dangerous missions. I raised two hundred and fifty quid for the um, uh, British Red Cross. Oh, nice one. Um. It well. Right. It, yeah. Sorry. Two hundred and fifty pounds and sixty nine p for the British right. Red Cross. Hey. Just gotta make sure. Make sure that that 69p is counted. Thank you, Apaphis. Um, <laughs> yeah, Apaphis donate 69p. He Excellent. donated like £10 and 69p, something like that, <laughs> right towards the end. It was it was good. I I I appreciated it, nevertheless. Um, yeah, um, it's been it's been a busy week. Um it's been a really busy week. It's been um bit bit full on. I'm um running out of Things to do. I've done a lot of Elite Dangerous adventures and things, and that's been really cool. Been Elite, really, Elite really fun. Cool. You mean? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I'm just using the English translation because I don't want to butcher the French pronunciation. Um, <laughs> They're really good. They're really good. Um, have you, the have one, you done some of the puzzle ones? They're quite tricky. I, I have. I have. Um, mm. The one that I voice is oh, um, yes. is connected to the Ramtar mission. Uh, I so I uh. feel I feel like they've cucked me in because um, um, I started doing it on Thursday and it says it takes an hour um, like two and a half hours and I was mm. like my guys I'm not doing the Ramtar mission I'm not doing it right now it's just not happening so um, I did the first part of it and then the Ramtar mission's got like four get, you get like four and a half weeks to complete it or something so I might possibly go back to that and do it because I've never done it before I've I never think I've done this one already. So, I think you have, um, yeah. No, but I meant the adventure. So I've yeah, I've yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm relatively sure you've um, you completed it already. But um, yeah, yeah, that's my one. Um, oh. and it's really, yeah. it's really cool. It's really fun. I'm really proud of it. It's um certainly one. It's certainly one that I'm really happy with. Um, with the voice for, and they've done a wonderful job of putting um other sound and bits over it. Um, so yeah. Um, that that's pretty much all. All I've done is play video games and. Answer emails and work <laughs> and edit. <laughs> Fucking, I oh, I had like a full full argument argument with Premiere Pro. If anybody uses Premiere Pro, that if you're um exporting like really really long videos, mm. um, it sits at a hundred percent processed for a really long time. 
um, because it's it's sorting out all the back end stuff. And every single time, I, I, I did it like three times and I was 100% certain that I was crashing Premiere Pro as it was going. Oh, and, Mid- um, the Magic Video Studio does exactly the yeah, same Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, was 100% certain I, it was crashing. So I was um, force quitting because it, it looked like it was unresponsive. Fully looked like it was unresponsive. And mm. then I did some hard Googling, which I should really have done right at the beginning. But um, the Google, um, Googling said, just open Task Manager. And if it's still bouncing around and it's not constant, it's still working on shit. And sure enough, I went for a bath for like an hour and I came back and it had completed and fully exported. So um, that took like five hours of my day because I was doing it so often trying to get this what two hour video to export. I was very angry um, and it took up like, almost all of my Sunday. So with the exception of that that wonderful two hour section where you, where I was listening to Chris Mock 4 on his radio at Black Diamond <laughs> uh, FM. And there it is. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> okay then, Alec. Welcome back. Hello. I've been on holiday. I know. It's good. It's good. We went on a uh, we went on a river cruise down um, the Rhine, and then a sort of bits off the Rhine, a tributary whose name I've forgotten. Uh-huh. Um, stopping. So we cruised at night and moored up in the morning. And every day we were in a town that had a Christmas market. Oh wow. You- for some of them, you could walk into the Christmas market. I have to say, it was great. We had a lovely holiday. I would not recommend it, or at least not the one we went on, because um, the, the dream you're sold on, which, which is there, uh-huh. if you look closely, is this sort of idyllic um, you know, river and these beautiful towns and these Christmas markets. But in, in practice, um, I don't know what TUI, the holiday company, were playing at. But um, we just kept getting bumped from what were allegedly our pre-arranged births into right. places that were, frankly, industrial wastelands a good four or five kilometers away from the town. Um, <laughs> I, I almost wish I'd taken photos every day um, of of the hell holes that the boat was moored in and then posted it on Twitter to Tui with, you know, the caption, something like um, a tour of Winter Wonderland and then just these... Slag heaps and you know towers belching smoke and it it was um yeah the the yeah a bit like Mister Blobby's Christmas Land that the mooring spots were not good the boat was beautiful the staff were fantastic the food was incredible the bar was excellent um the Christmas markets when you got to them were lovely and and German Germany and Belgium and places like that do those things really well um so i enjoyed that bit of it but it was it was a great shame that the uh, the the births were not it did not live up to the promised experience what i really liked actually which is really cool um i guess german markets have been doing this for years is that each town has its own um glühwein mug like a little ceramic souvenir oh, yes. i suppose um mm-hmm. they have thousands of them made i guess they just have them in stacks and stacks and so when you order your glue vine or, or other alcoholic beverage it comes in this little mug which you can hand back in for a one or two euro deposit yeah um or you can just walk off with it so i've walked off with all of mine and i have a collection now a nice souvenir of every mug from every town we went to oh mm, i so love that that's really yeah cool. it was nice i like the fact the, the first time the very first mug I didn't quite understand the arrangement and felt and, and basically stole it, or at least in my head I was stealing it. 
I thought this is nice. <laughs> I'm going to conceal this under my coat and walk away with it. Um, but luckily, I, I discovered that I wasn't stealing it. I was doing exactly what was intended. Nice. That's yeah. Uh, I might right. a bit of a cold. Um, Another one. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But mine seems to be going away, whereas Ben's is obviously in full swing and Collins is coming on by the sounds of it. <laughs> um, I don't know whether it's coming or going at the moment, so we'll just to wait and see. In-game, it was funny. When I got back, the Wi-Fi wasn't brilliant, so I sort of made a conscious decision to, to step away from the world of the internet for a week. And I read some books um, and didn't do much else. Uh, and when I got back, I don't know, um, Buckyball was... The, the Discord and stuff is nicely got a nice momentum of its own now and, and doesn't need my, you know, interference. And I just sort of stepped away from the game for a bit, actually, which is quite pleasant. And I just started playing again yesterday morning. Um, I decided to not get involved in anything. I'm not doing anything that involves screenshots or making time trials or posting videos. I'm just quietly playing by myself and trying to, trying to, give myself some space in my own head that isn't just full of elite things. Um, <laughs> but um, what I have been doing is I, I realised I didn't have the rank for an Imperial Cutter. Oh. So I've oh, been going... Oh, that's why you're great. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yes. So I've been going round and round uh, Nagalin and its neighbouring outpost taking um, uh, data deliveries backwards and forwards just in nice little pleasant circles with nobody troubling me, and I made Duke this morning, so I can now go and buy myself a cutter. Woohoo! Woo woo! Yep, you're you're you'll never get scratched again with the shields Su of that bloomin' stroll. Suggestions on a postcard or in chat, and this is very genuine. Actually, I I haven't quite decided how to build the cutter. What what to build it for? I might. Originally, I was thinking I'd, I'd build it as a maelstrom diving ship because I gather they're quite good at that, but that's a bit old news these days. So, um, yeah, suggestions. What should, how should I build my cutter? What should I build it for? Is it a good general purpose ship? Or should I make I, it? I, th I think the cutter is purposely a very good trader. Mm. It, uh, it, it's, okay. it can take an, yeah. Yeah, an awful lot. Mining alcohol. as well, is, it's really good at. It's really yeah, good at mining. Yeah, Right. So, so my experience of mining, I like deep core mining. And one of the things that I find with deep core mining is having blown the asteroid up, you need to be quite nimble to get in okay. and out of all the crevices. Okay, I hate deep core mining. <laughs> doesn't seem good at that. Yeah, I hate deep core mining. So this is where our opinions of which ship is ideal ah, for mining right. might be different. Um, but um, I, I um, enjoy taking it out strip mining before I, I built a Corvette for the purpose. Well, I will find something to do with it, I'm sure. Maybe I will out Shay Shay in it and, and r run it around a buckyball race next time where it's entirely <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> Good luck with that, especially on the tight turns. Yeah. Oh, is it, is it not a performer? Waiting it can't be worse to than turn. Nine. Waiting to turn. Oh dear, I don't like the sound of that. I might not like this ship. Oh, well, screw it. <laughs> right. Um, okay, um... Chris Mark Four, nice. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> glad, glad you step up, stepped up yet again. I, you know, I'm here just to be inflated in case of emergencies. That, that's that's what I live for. <laughs> Fair enough. 
<laughs> um, my my week this week. Um, I've been getting my festive on over the weekend. I'm slightly knackered, but I've been getting my festive on. So it started on Friday when I went to see the cinematic classic, which is Jingle All the Way with Arnie Schwarzenegger. The one where he's after the uh, the toy. Yes, that one. Where it takes several left turns. My (laughs) mum messaged me last the other day and said, "Oh, I've just watched Jingle All the Way, and it's so it's made me feel so Christmassy again." And I'm like, "Why is everybody watching this fucking movie?" That are great as well, and I just thought it was so funny that both of you had said something about it. I mean, your mum, your mum obviously has great taste. Um, Obviously, (laughs) obviously, obviously, going out by this one choice, I'm going to say great. I mean, why are we watching it at the moment? There's one month of the year where we can get away with watching this film. Any other time of year, it does not work whatsoever. So you have got to watch it at this time of year. It is uh, it is excellent. It's mainly I've not had the chance to see it on the big screen before. So this was my big screen uh, experience of Jingle All The Way. Most of the time it's just sort of been on telly around about sort of Christmas. So so I got my festival on with that. Then I was out for a little sort of Christmas do, catch up with some pals on my Saturday. And then I was out at a gig on Sunday night. And today, get ready for the audience participation part of today's show, Today, I was at the pantomime. Oh, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. Oh, yes, I was. Oh, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. <laughs> He's behind there we you. <laughs> there we go. Excellent. Yes, so I was at the pantomime today. So that is why I was running towards the studio at breakneck speed. <laughs> I was logging on as the opening titles played. Um, so, yeah, um, I was at the pantomime today. So I've been, I've been getting my... I've been getting and trying to get into the Christmas spirit. You know, otherwise I've been running about and doing work stuff, which is boring. I think we can all agree and rubbish. Um, so apart from that, get my festive on. Not really achieved much in game, uh, though was very excited to see that we had an update today. So looking forward to chatting about that. Okay. Um, Chris Mark 5. Yes. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm all right. I finished work until just after Christmas on tuesday so yay um this week what have i done on sunday with the help of chris mark four we um uh, whamageddoned all twenty five thousand <laughs> listeners of black diamond <laughs> fm <laughs> on sundays um apart from that i just went and visited the memorial beacon that was added into the game as of the patch i've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3 and have now um, agreed a death oath against everyone who worships Baal because they did a bad thing. They did a really bad thing. It was a bad thing. Um, it suddenly, suddenly there was a suddenly we got um, we we got ambushed, <laughs> but also there was a random NPC dog. Oh. Within that got um, shunt, shunted into the initiative, and this NPC dog died, so now everyone has to die. Oh. It's not even a dark urge run, but everyone is going to die because of the dog. Yeah, yep. yeah. They, why did they kill the, the dog? dog? They didn't likes need to running dog. really fast. The dog just likes running around. He wasn't there to fight. Fuckers. So yeah, um, and game. <laughs> That's about it, really, just the occasional flying around and the beacon, because I wanted to go and check that out, and it is very sweet, and if I had a heart, I would cry. Oh, if you had a heart. Yes. Okay. 
Just just thought I'd clarify that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's have a think about my week. Uh, <laughs> usual work, usual uh, shenanigans. Uh, did watch this um, Ed, Eddie Murphy Christmas movie that's just came out this year. That was a bit bizarre, that one. Um, and I must admit, it's got the worst call blimey English accent since Dick Van Dyke in it. <laughs> that, that's oh, a high that bar to pass. Amazing. Yeah, that and um, Lin-Manuel Miranda doing the Dick Van Dyke impression. Yeah. <laughs> yes, almost as bad as those. Uh, in a game, I had a very frustrating weekend, um, trying to power play, of all things. And, yeah, I had the Scarlet Cray error left, right and centre as I was streaming over the weekend. It wasn't fun. Uh, I did manage to get myself uh, quite a few... Um, Couriers bagged away, federal couriers bit the dust, but then I got hit by a federal agent while I was trying to cash in the the vouchers, and that was the end of that. So, <laughs> yeah, a bit of a still. Um, apart from that, yes, Dreamlight Valley has has got me again. Amazing. I've got to stop it. Amazing. You can uninstall at any time, Colin. I know I can uninstall at any time. I'm sure I can uninstall any time. I can walk away well, at any time. I don't want time. to, and that's perfectly fine as well. Uh, I'm just trying to get Donald Duck back. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get Donald Duck back is the best sentence that you've ever said. <laughs> that's, that's made uh, yes. my year. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Yeah, it's obvious that your character, as soon as you started as Dreamlight Valley, has had a mental breakdown, and this is him. This is him retreated to the world of Disney. He's going, going deep into your head cannon now. It's like the um, Five Nights at Freddy's three when everyone's like, he's in a hospital bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It sort of it starts with the whole thing of you. You've decided to go away for a while. Just to, <laughs> no. This is this is the official starting thing. And yeah, well, I'm there going, really? And then you go into a dream world and try and rebuild the dream world. Yeah, and mm, Neil Gaiman must be sort of saying, you've ripped off half my stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> to wow. me, it's yeah, it's pretty obvious that, I, that my character's had a mental breakdown and is now stuck in the world of Disney and can't escape. <laughs> um, yeah, but apart from that, I actually haven't played my main character in Elite Dangerous for about a week um, and at the moment I probably won't be playing it for quite a while either because I am watching this bar go across the screen at an incredibly low rate it's funny that um, it seems to update really well on Steam and on Epic but on the Frontier launcher itself it just takes me ages I don't know if anybody else with the Frontier Launcher has this problem, but... Um, no, not really. No. Yeah, well. I don't have the Frontier Launcher, sorry. Well, I don't use the Frontier Launcher for it. Yeah. Oh, so, did you use that little um, script that starts it up? No, no I just... It, oh. it, it just... The Steam version. Oh. Steam version works really well. Oh, yeah. Steam launched the launcher, though. No, but no? it does an update first before it launches the launcher. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. Sorry, I see. Yes, so, um, ah, yeah, and maybe they've just got a subroutine in there. If if Phoenix to Fire, then wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. Waiting. 
Yeah, I mean, Colin, that's only that's only a minute long. You'll be playing that a lot. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, right, so moving on, let's have a look at the development news. Well, what have the devs said this week? Well, they haven't said much. Um, as far as we know, Frameshift Live 35 is still due this Thursday at 4pm. They haven't said it's not. Where's that come from, Colin? Hmm? Where's that date and time come from? That's That's on the forums at the moment. Is a recent post or from the ancient? No, that's from the table. Yeah, that's from the ancient. We haven't had any ah, update okay. to say it's been okay. cancelled yet. Okay. So we're just assuming that it's going to carry on. Uh, but however, uh, on a more positive note, patch 1701, the Enterprise patch, has just dropped. <laughs> uh, uh, I hadn't, I hadn't clocked that. Penny has <laughs> dropped for a couple of you. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was a small patch that, that dropped today. I think it was about 300 meg, which is, you know, well, it's a pittance, <laughs> really, in size of patches. And for anybody who's hoping that they would, they'd hidden something in it, I don't think there will be. We don't know. They could have done. <laughs> yeah, they could have put a trigger in. But Probably, uh, probably like, if there's a Christmas event coming up um, on Thursday, um, I don't want to... I don't want to assume. Holy shit, do I want to assume? No. Um, but um, there could be a Christmas event coming up when they do their, their stream. Yeah, there could be. Who knows? Yeah. Um, in amongst all the uh, uh, the fixes, there was um, a couple of items taken off, uh, raised on, on the uh, the issue tracker. So those have those have been taken out, which is the except him uh, a mission from the mission board will now return you to the previously previously selected mission category instead of the all category screen, which used to wind me up something wrong. Incidentally, on that, yes. nice timing, Frontier, because doing my um, uh, my Empire rank grind, I've basically accepted about a hundred and fifty data courier missions in the last two days. Um, so they've cost. It cost me 150 extra clicks by not doing that sooner. Can you see how much your quality of life's been improved now? <laughs> yeah. Run. It's gonna lose. It's gonna lose. It's gonna lose his fucking mind right now. And now we can see Chris running with with Alec chasing him in an SRV. Amazing. Yeah, we'll get round to chasing him once he's delivered all that data. <laughs> Yes, DJ Wiley, the Nagallon run, exactly. Yeah. Uh, right, and there's also a fixed issue with transferring car, um, cargo to fleet carriers uh, and SRVs requiring an, uh, a relog. I don't think I came across that one, but, uh, yeah, apparently that one's been fixed as well, which is quite nice. Um, looking through this uh, small amount of fixes, to be honest, uh, has there anybody got any highlights from them? I'm intrigued about some of the bugs, which have obviously now been fixed, but I, I, I quite like the idea of being able to duplicate Spire refinery compounds, but apparently we can't anymore. <laughs> oh, dear. And I also quite, I was curious about the, um, has anyone had this SRV teleporting to Spire landing pads while parked underneath? That sounds hilarious. No, but it, it does sound amazing. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, probably if you haven't had it, Alec, 
the rest of us definitely won't have done. I'll tell you what we will have had, which is really funny, the, the thing where you're on the ground and you recall your ship and it lands on the on the landing yes, platform three kilometres above. Very much above. so. I enjoy that every time. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, you're only three kilometres away from it. It's just three kilometres straight up. Yeah. Uh, I did... I did like this one that they put in about fix Thargoid Scouts because it was clipping through the planet's surfaces. surfaces. We appreciate stealth tactics, but that was a bit much. <laughs> yes, I like these patch notes have um, Paul Crowther's version of Sally's little um, amusing addition really like to what I assume wasn't originally in the patch note. <laughs> I, I really like, they, they've got over their goth phase and stuff like that. I love it, I love it so much. <laughs> I have so much time for Paul. I think it's phenomenal. Um, my, my, f- about fucking time, officers engaged in scanning at spire sites when I'll seek to jump out if attacked. It's, yeah. is, is, is good. Good. They were certain ducks, weren't they? That's why people were racking up the credits. Is, do they just sit there and take it? Yeah, basically? they just take it. Yeah, right, for, right. for the most part. Some of them go away. Go away, and at one point, a cyclops drops in. Is my understanding? Ooh, right. a cyclops. Well, that'll got the AXI really scared. I mean, if, if I'm not quaking in my boots at a cyclops, I'm sure the rest of them aren't. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Um, it was a short patch. <laughs> when everyone said it was how, a qual- how how big was it? Uh, Less than 400 meg. Oh, okay. So, yeah. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see if, if something has been set up, ready to trigger later in the week, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Four, 400 megabytes of uh, extra snazzy paint jobs. I like that. I like that note. That was my, my favorite note. Various paint job fixes and adjustments for make cosmetic items extra snazzy. So jazz hands, everyone. Jazz hands. Hey! I don't think we have an remote for that, do we? We don't have a remote for jazz hands, no, but we should. You know what I think, I'd like to see is, go on. is that, that's turned on in this patch. Is, um, you, you remember the Stargoids and how we could track them across the sky? Oh, yes, yes. Antigoid, come on. Give us a Santa tracker. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be amazing. A little Santagoid that moves across the heavens. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> is that, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Instead of it bl- uh, glowing yellow, it can glow red. Yes, so 100%. It'd be amazing. It'd yes. be great. Hey, <laughs> you know what? Canon. I'll see you. You're not up to much, I'm sure. Um, implement something <laughs> like this. Just randomly. Fuck it. <laughs> Everything's going to shit. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the patch came out. Uh, I haven't. Had a, I actually did manage to play at lunchtime over over uh, GeForce Now, so everything seemed to work fine for me. So it's just, it's just, <laughs> when, when I try and launch it, it from the launcher, it's still going. <laughs> My update's still. Oh no, it's just finished. Right there, you go. So that's been what twenty minutes. <laughs> wow. Oh dear. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they put a if Phoenix to fire, then just wait. Or <laughs> if Phoenix to fire, bottom of the queue. Uh, shouldn't say that because they probably will do that now. Anyway, community news. What has the community been up to? Well, um, top of this, <laughs> for those of you that love technical explanations, um, 
Alexander the OK uh, has gone and created a very in-depth uh, YouTube video called Elite, the game that couldn't be re written. It's an hour-long video about uh, the dawn of Elite, including a comparison to how things looked before and rebuilding of a BBC Micro that this gentleman bought. And it goes in, I must admit, I mean, most of the stuff I've, I've heard before, uh, but it goes into an awful lot of really low-level, almost, assem well, assembly level and below technical details explaining how the computer works and how Elite was able to exploit uh, some of the, the addressing loopholes and things like that and how vector mathematics behind the game worked. And yeah, for those of you that love that kind of thing, and I know that you're out there, you would, it's, it's uh, definitely the, the most um, technically t uh, dense video I've seen on Elite for quite a while. It's, it's um, the nerdiest thing I've ever seen, and it's absolutely brilliant. I loved it. I thought it was incredible. I, <laughs> I loved every second of it. I kind of knew a lot of the stuff. I mean, it's nice to see it again, like, you know, the split mode stuff. I like the little breakdown on how many how many bytes of your memory you're using up with resolution or color or and, and the, the sort of why for the split screen thing. But it's, mm. it's, it's cool. But the thing I'd never seen before, which... Um, I, I found fascinating, and I'd never really thought about this, but Elite was pretty damn unique, not not just in doing 3D, but doing the hidden line removal stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and that kind of thing blows my mind. How do you, how do you decide which lines not to draw? Um, and I love the little breakdown on, how, on exactly how you, you get that down to basically a simple... You do this sum, and if it's negative, you don't draw the line, and if it's positive, you do draw the line. It's it's really cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, I must admit the um, uh, the only thing that I took away from this is, and that's the reason why I program in high level languages. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at that, uh, going, oh, yeah, right. Um, I, it does a. Uh, it does make me appreciate the uh, tenacity that both Ian Bell and David Braben had in order to get the game in place because what? that that kind yeah. of stuff is is difficult. And they, remember, these are the pioneers, so no one's done this before. Yeah, yeah. What I would love to know, and again, I don't know if anyone in chat knows or if anyone here knows, but um, you know, if if you take the things that Elite needs. You know the, the the storage of the ship models. It needs obviously its core sort of algorithms to run the game. It obviously needs you know three D vector based drawing algorithms. So it needs the function that does the maths I was just talking about. It needs the the stuff that proc gens the galaxy. Mm. I'm curious about how much of a leap of faith it was that they would be able to do it because <clears throat> the end result is that it really only just fits into the available memory. And, and, and they've compressed shit to the nth degree. You know, they're using, mm. why use four bits when three will do um, for various values? So it's, it's not like there's, there's much slack. And they managed to get Elite to work. And, and what I'm curious is, uh, were there features they dropped? Did they, how, how did they know when they started they that didn't. they were going to be able to fit it in? 
They didn't. I mean, uh, this... a loop of faith to spend months and months, and then you realise, you, you know, can you imagine you get to the end and you realise you're like fifty bytes short, and there's just no way you can get those last few. It's like shit. No, at, at that point, um, I think in that case they they would they drop ships. You drop ships, yeah, because yeah. the ship models, yeah, you drop ships, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I they 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 got most of the gameplay in fine with a, I think two or three k spare. Uh, and then the rest of it was, once they'd got that initial game loop running, then it was a case of trying to sp- optimize the game loop to get more memory for other stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and of course, then there was the uh, the procedural generation that made the game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the other thing I didn't know, which was, which I mean, it made me stop and think for a minute. I I knew it was the first true three D home computer game i didn't think it was well but what i didn't know was that Mm -hmm. that included games consoles like it wasn't just home computers there weren't any true 3d games console games according to this video and i couldn't think of any um they ruled out battlezone and i I think rightfully so because that's not true 3d no, that, that's on a 2D plane, but it was 3D yeah. graphics. So, so I was like, gosh, it's not just the first... You know, it's one thing to be the first home... Com- because home computers weren't very powerful, but the games consoles were quite decent. Or, well, they were they were ahead of... Yeah, there were, there, were other, there were other space games there, like Codename Matt, and there was... And uh, the Star Trek games, where, you yeah. know, you'd go through... in. And fight Klingons in, in a 3D environment. There were like but, star fields and things, you know, there were stars yeah. rushing towards you, but, but that's not true 3 you know, that doesn't mean it's It wasn't true 3D, 3D no. No, I must, I must admit. Yeah, because the, the, the ones that followed it, they are, oh, I keep on getting the, the dates wrong. I'm so all of a sudden I'm there thinking, ah, but then there was this game, and I went, no, hang on, that came out six months later. Aviators yeah. afterwards, Kremlin, yeah. Mm. Ivy, it was good too. Yeah. So, yes, it 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 does go into a great deal of detail about um, uh, what was done, and let's be honest, how difficult it was to do. So, yeah, yeah if you, if you've got an interest in that, then pff, fill your boots. <laughs> to be honest, uh, right. Well, moving on from this, we have a. A Merry Christmas from Canon. Uh, the 12 Days of Exobiology, written and performed by Elsie Yunu, full light one, with music by Tokoso. Um, we're, going to st- we're going to save you all for the moment. And, uh, I th- <laughs> for the moment. For the, for moment. the moment. Be ready. Be ready for us to spring it on you at any time. Because <laughs> I, d- I do believe that we... Um, we don't have a Galnet news this week, so yes, we're going to we're going to throw this right on at the end of the, the show. <laughs> yes, a challenge for you all would be to, to uh, organic scan all of the items listed in the Twelve Days of Christmas. So all the species are available in the inner Orion Spur, but you need to travel quite far from Sol in order to get the the sinus tubers. Um, the the Spanish Body search Spanish. can help. Spanish, sinuous and Spanish are the two words so far. Right, fair enough. Uh, the body search they can help you find them. So um, yes, uh, <laughs> we're going to leave. 
Don't worry, he'll he'll sing them. He'll sing them in his beautiful yes. dulcet tones very soon. No, yes. I want to hear Colin go down this. No, can we not? <laughs> Please no. Please no. I'm not. Have, <laughs> at the moment, I'm having I'm, the problems. This tongue doesn't seem to fit uh, at the moment. So it we'll, adds we'll an extra talk. layer of mystery if you get Colin to say them, though. It may, it adds an extra difficulty level. <laughs> yes. Well, there are twelve days of Christmas, so that means there's 12 types of plant to scan, so good luck. <laughs> if you ever were able to sample the quantities mentioned in each day, you would find 353 samples, which would make you over 2 billion credits, or, or even 10 billion credits, if they're all first discoveries. You know what, I just might, because I am short of credits at the moment. I, that sounds like quite a big pretty classic canon undertaking to me. <laughs> 353 samples along quite a long distance. Is that a lot? That sounds like a lot. It feels like a lot. It feels like, just as someone who doesn't do any active biology, it feels like an awful lot. Yeah. Uh, well, hang on, looking through this, there's, oh no, there's 10 bacteria. Oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That Because I, I, I just refuse to scan for bacteria now. It's, it's, it's so frustrating. I mean, I've, I've seen Fiery Toad do it quite a lot and, and uh, other streamers, that, and they're able to find it and use the third-person camera on the ship. Uh, and, yeah, but, I, oh, I just can't be bothered. What, what are you saying, Colin? Are you saying you'll do anything for Lave, but you won't do that? You'd <laughs> uh, be saving that one up. <laughs> God. Oh, dear. Right. Okay, then, Alec. It's what? Buckyball time. Yeah, yeah, this is good Again? news. Um, so the the championship is over. I think we're still waiting to hear the final championship standings. As uh, <laughs> Brusky processes the big spreadsheet. Um, but Buckyball Racing 3309 is not quite over. We have Ooh. one extra little bonus race Um called uh, i'm not gonna be able to make this so i haven't paid a vast amount of attention to it um it's called obfuscated in the outer rim and it runs for the usual week from the 23rd to the 31st of december and it's been run by edelgard von rhein and it's it's rather beautiful actually um some will be more aware of this than others but um sort of buried in amongst the the various systems dotted around the outer rim um i think um michael brooks had a lot to do with this there are all sorts of bits of mythology woven in um you know the sort of system names and the um the sort of proximity of little groups of system names includes huge amounts of sort of interesting um lore from outside the game that michael brooks worked very hard to weave into the weave into the galaxy um, and this is kind of a a tour around some of these groups. Um, so there's, I think there's a sort of more or less fixed course for a sort of regulation class. But then in unlimited class, you you kind of get to pick waypoints from groups. So there's like um, there's an Avalon and Leoness group, which is um, Avalon, Brigid, Hyperborea, and Thermescria. And then there's an Underworld group, and then an Yggdrasil group and a mountains group and a land of youth and other world groups. So there's all these little bits of um, really fun, kind of interesting lore in the naming of the systems that's been 
beautifully woven into this race. So I, I think it's a sort of longish distance, jumping around some fairly big, you know, distance race. But um, yeah, a really good one. There's a, it's quite a long forum post, and this time it's not full of stupid rules. It's full of um, yeah, very sort of, cool. Yeah, interesting background to why what this race is about and what it, it represents. It is also it's so interesting that it's also a thirty-minute race as well. Oh, okay. Oh, not as so, bad as I thought. I imagined it would be bigger than that. Oh, it might be able to even take part in that then. But yeah, give it a read, and um, maybe over the Christmas break, if you're if you're short or something to do, then um, give it a go, because we have yeah a final buckyball race to, to finish off the year. It's it's getting like final year testing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're allowed to crash the car this time. Right. Uh, moving on from there, uh, if you have a community event which is taking place soon, and you'd like us to shout about it across the airways, tweet the crew at uh, Lave Radio, or email us at info at laveradio dot com. Uh, well, moving on from there, we have the in-game events which have been happening this week, and we've got three, which is um, which two are pretty blindingly obvious, and the third is curious. Um, on the seventh of December, uh, the CG result came in, and it turns out that the Alliance do need the serious cooperation after all, because that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the uh, the CG didn't do too well, did it? <laughs> you know, you know what was really... It, I can't remember the last time a CG has genuinely failed. Like, uh, didn't even uh, get to tier one. I remember when it was, and um, the, if people blamed a bug for it, and that was um, the uh, the sampling of Thargoids. You were supposed to get uh, samples from Cyclopses and things like that so that they could work out how to get the multi-cannons to work. And the, apparently there was a bug, and it didn't look like they were able to do it. Plus, also, no one knew how to do it, and it was very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just found it sort of fascinating there. I, I'm big now. I can handle all this by myself. Independent pilots, help me. Um, <laughs> and then it's independent pilots, where are you? You've not done anything. Oh, dear, I've got to run back. Please help. <laughs> Yeah, it it Sorry, was pretty, uh, yeah. They, they did manage 70, there's 6 million units, but, um, I don't, oh dear. <laughs> my, my, my only theory is that we recently had a very profitable fill the bucket CG and maybe independent pilots were slightly done with yield fill the bucket for now and decided that they would hold off a little bit before uh, taking part again. That's my theory. I'm going to go ahead yeah. and say that, but yeah. There was also the theory that, yeah, there's a, there was less than a thousand people took part in it. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, a bit of a shame, but, uh, yep, completely, <laughs> yes. Okay, come back, Mr. Sirius. We, we do need you after all. On Thursday, the, the 7th of December, um, the Spire shutdown confirms Thargoid vulnerability. <laughs> no sh Sherlock. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, this is confirmation that uh, when we shut down the Spire sites, it really does have a number on the Titan and the number of uh, systems that the Thargoids are able to control and support. So it's having a um, a massive effect on, um, on, the, on the amount of systems that are under Thargoid control at the moment. Um 
yeah, it's, it's uh, poor poor Terranaris is all alone, um, and there's a, there's quite a few others that are getting close. So uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see how many Maelstroms have friends <laughs> at the end of a couple of weeks. I think. Um, and oh, finally, I, I found the final sentence fascinating. I mean, I I, I like it when Frontiers Galnets sort mm. of openly point their finger at things that the community have been quietly pointing or not so quietly pointing their fingers at. You know, they they just come right out and say, in a Galnet, there is no evidence. Uh, uh, but so far, although Tyrannus has lost control of surrounding systems, there is no evidence that motherships have been affected by the Spire site's inactivity. Oh. It's quite nice, because it, it, it suggests that something is coming. It, 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 I always read these as Frontier's way of saying, don't panic. We know there's nothing happening. Even though there's nothing happening, yes, something will happen. <laughs> We're aware that nothing's happening. It's all part of the plan. Mm, yes. Uh, that was... Um, didn't uh, uh, Admiral Tanner say, well, we've thought we've beaten the Thargoids before, and look what's happened. Yeah, Tanner's got his head screwed, screwed on pretty accurately, so... Um, um, with the well, I was going to say with the exception of being crazy and going for Taurus mining ventures, but he knew more than any of the rest of us knew. So, um, yeah, I, I take back my own take back, <laughs> like a spud. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, right, and then, well, this one should keep you interested. Then, Psychet Utopia <laughs> shares update on the Nemesis failsafe. Oh, it's spicy, isn't it? Yeah. Sim Ooh, Guru. Spicy lore. Yeah, nice bit of spicy lore. Where, uh, they've, they've basically said, well, um, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think it, it's more so they went, hey, remember Azimuth? They still exist. Yeah. And there isn't a resolution yet. Just as a reminder, as we're getting towards the end of the year, um, we haven't forgotten about it. Just like if we if we take it, if we take it, not as just like as Alec was saying, he loves everyone from Tier do these kind of things. It's just like, hey, we haven't forgotten about it. We we're not that story, we know that story hasn't finished. And um this is kind of um a little bit of exposition and reassurance. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice to see that, you know, the the sort of, well, you know that thing that was happening months ago. Yeah. We're still thinking about it. Remember there was some there was some audio logs, there was a conversation between Tana and um oh god, what's her name? So, no, no, not Sir Genet, the other one. Um the Aegis woman. So you'll find that was Albert Tessero. Um Yes, yes, yes. Uh, my oh how clever you are, Colin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I couldn't hide the sarcasm. My apologies. Um yes, and you yes. want to be a voice actor, you no, can't hide no, the sarcasm. My, my guy, I absolutely could, and that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was really cool. Um I thought this was was a really interesting um spicy bit of a spicy meatball that was phenomenal and just served a good purpose we had a couple of new people join the Operation Witch Hunt Discord this week um, which is wild to me that there are still people joining that <laughs> excellent there's fuck all going on occasionally occasionally people push azimuth and they go into a war and then we fight against that war so they don't get control of the system uh, rinse and repeat until um, the cows come home basically job done Excellent, excellent. So though, this this sim guru is a bit of a tease, isn't he? It's like we formulated a theory. We we think we know what's happened, 
We ain't telling you, though. He, we just want to discuss it with Sojin A. I think he's canonically quite... Um, guarded. Secretive. Yeah, guarded yes. was the word. Um, he's yes, ca- like canonically quite guarded about it because it sits on the cusp of um, whether or not it's entirely legal. Yeah, right. Put it this way, I don't think what they do would be considered legal in the Federation. Borderline in the in the uh, the Federation and the Alliance, I think would would consider it to be illegal, but the Empire would be borderline. Borderline, isn't it? Some of the, yeah. If memory serves, the um, the uh, the Codex article about um, about uh, or the Codex article about the Utopia Project and um, uh, Plan of Antel, um, it's very much like we they are they have to argue to say that it's not. Yes. AI, um, that kind of thing, because it's a human consciousness. Something along yeah. those lines, I think. Well, uh, they, they shoved Admiral Teller in it, didn't they? So that he could verify that it wasn't... Um, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't what... Yes, you're they right. Thought, yeah, they did, didn't they? They said it was salvation. You know, it wasn't what salvation said it, he was going to do. So, um, yeah. It, that was quite interesting to hear. It's like, sort of... It's kind of like the the matrix instead of actually disembodied consciousness which is weird uh, I, do right. worry a l- I do worry a little bit about mm-hmm. them luring Sojourne out there a little bit yes there, there is like a oh we're going to meet and oh we'll transport them there and you're like oh dear yes. <laughs> Agent said they transport her mm. Mm. on the message it says Aegis will transport Aegis will transport her yeah mm. So she might be all right. <laughs> Maybe. She might be right. Maybe. Excuse me. It just feels like the uh, the the poor spaceship that took the two Jedi Knights to the Trade Federation. If you see what I mean. <laughs> we all know what happened there. <laughs> yeah, it's just peace, peaceful discussions. You know, we've we've got to discuss this in person. There's no way that we could send it via intermediaries or, in fact, do it over electronic communication. That that would be totally in, in, impossible. What we want is we want you to come here specifically to this location. In no way is it a trap. No, totally a trap. Not a trap. No. Uh, right. Well, on the the subject of the Thargoid War, well, um, at this moment in time, we're still doing very well against the Thargoids. At the moment, we've got 17 alerts which have been defended. Uh, Two invasions have been repelled. um, And the number of ships, uh, number of ships, the number of control systems has fallen yet again to 288, with 10 more systems going into recovery. Um, There was some excitement because one of the invasions systems actually had a planetary port under attack and everyone went there had a great time and managed to sort that out in, in oh, about 24 it. hours <laughs> so yes the uh, uh it looks like at, if things stay as they are but they won't uh next week we'll be looking at 33 alerts and maybe three more invasions um it does seem that the <laughs> The predictor does say that Thargoids will gain control over over a lot more systems, but that never seems to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll just as as we'll wait and see what, uh, how the situation unfolds. It will, uh, yeah, it's not it's not looking good for the Thargoids at the moment. 
that's, <laughs> what, that's, they, the, that's what they want us to think. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. So I think what we'll do is we will take a uh, break and we will come back with our our question of the week that was put out earlier. Uh, Lave Radio, broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy. We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of Admiral, an Imperial King no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10 credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000 credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they've stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Ari. Flurry's mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders, since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lotters. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow, the bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. My plant's operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Cadaver Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. There's bargains, bargains, bargains at Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium haven't just been slicing carcasses, but also slicing their prices. All unspecified meat sausages, now two for the price of one. A pack of assorted meat steaks, now with 50% more meat at half the price. How about chops? Our surprising meat chops, now also 50% off. And introducing our massive meat hamper, it's a family of four. No, 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 that should say feeds a family of four, right? Stick to the script, Claire. It says it's a family of four. Okay, I'll stick to the script. Yeah, you do that. It's a family of four. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Find us in the Lave Business Directory or visit us next to the station mortuary. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. You'll wonder how our prices are so low. Space is vast, and pirates have needs just like anyone else. Introducing the Lonely Pirate Handbook, the ultimate resource for lonely pirates. Our guide covers the hot spots and not spots of interstellar space, from smugglers' dens to space station taverns. 
with helpful chapters such as how to be presentable in polite society, how to get rid of that nefarious rank, and my favorite, occasionally shower. Are your early advances often mistaken for attempts to rob or plunder? Oh, I've come a long way for what's in your hold. Prepare to be boarded. Frameshoot charge detected. Oh. Buy today and receive the Lonely Pirates chat-up guide for free. I've got a very large heart point. Would you like to see my very large heart point? You're so hot. You're making my temperature critical. Lower your shields. I want to inspect the goods. Come back to my place. I might let you touch my A-rated anaconda. Are you smuggling illegal goods? Because you've got fine written all over you. The Lonely Pirate's Handbook. Now available in all Anarchy bookstores. We'll teach you to loot anyone's heart. Waiting for things to load. Waiting for things to load. Sitting in your chair. Waiting for things to load. Waiting for the manifest to update. Playing old space games. Waiting for things to load. You just want to get out there and explore space. See the galaxy. Blaze your own trail. But you're in your chair, waiting for things to load. Wait no longer, Commander! Automated cargo drones will load cargo into your ship in no time. Automated cargo drones. Available now in most starports. 07 Commanders and welcome in. I'm Commander Psychic and with me, as always, is Command... Oh no, wait, this is Slave Radio. <laughs> I really like that one. <laughs> and welcome back. It's so funny. I haven't heard that for so long. <laughs> it's like, why is my voice playing? Uh, I take it we are out live. Yeah, well, we must be. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, for our main discussion, um, Claire kindly put out a, a request for an Ask Us Anything for the weekend i did um i did uh i was a rascal i did it on friday <laughs> because, because I, was, I, I was hung over because I was, that's what i did i stayed up until five o'clock watching the fucking game awards <laughs> that's what i did last week um oh yeah, yeah. I, was hung, I was hung over on friday um and um because I'd stayed up till 5am drinking wine and watching the Game Awards with Kate on stream. Um, and I put out this um, AUA, I guess. Um, um, and then, um, yeah, we've had a few questions. Feel free to ask some in chat as well, if you want, because I will um, pay attention to that. And um, We'd want uh, to come in there to put a yeah, pin in that. I'm literally doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, just... Let, let's go ahead and we can jump in where we where we can. Sounds okay, good. Then. Well, well, we'll start off at the very beginning, which is useful. Um, Alec. Yes. 
Tell the difference between a Chris Mark IV and a Mark V. Okay, clearly, I mean, the story... <laughs> the story behind this ridiculous <laughs> question We should add that this question comes from Chris Mark V. <laughs> it's just like ECM and... Um, <clears throat> just turning up at ECM and bounding around and then mistaking one Chris for another Chris. Um, and then boldly claiming after several drinks that I, I couldn't tell the difference, but that was really the drink talking. I think we should put this to the test, right? right. I think I think both Chris's should say something um, non-specific, probably the same phrase, um, and I will tell you which is which. You can't be looking at Discord to see who's no, lighting looking, up there. I'm not looking. Okay, would contestant number one say the phrase 11? 11. Would contestant number two please say the phrase 11? 11. Okay, one was was Mark 4, two was Mark 5. There we go. Yes. There we go. (laughs) I I can't tell them apart. (laughs) So, little begin. Yes, I can tell the difference when I'm sober. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there sober, more Psychic. importantly. Psychic can't talk. She thought I was Polish. No, no, I thought you were an idiot. It's slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was a night of sitting around the table of too many Scottish people going it, it, more Scottish, Scottish as the night went good. on. It was not good. It was not good. Me, and, me, and, me Alec, and Apaphis were incredibly outnumbered and it was not fair. <laughs> There's only three of us. Yeah, I know. We felt outnumbered. <laughs> it was enough. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. Well, here's here's talking of Epaphras. Um, he's got two. He's got three actually, and then I skipped a bit. Well, we got two together. First of all, what is the meaning of life? Followed up with his question: at Where is Raxler? I would like to say that the meaning of life is Raxler. I entirely disagree. I would say that the meaning of life is whatever you want to make the meaning of life. And um, that's more of a philosophical question. You make your own joy. And the the meaning of life and the purpose of life is to spread kindness and happiness. And if you're not doing that, that is fundamentally an issue that you need to um, look into yourself for. But on the joyous side, it's 42. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you stole my answer <laughs> somebody had to say it obviously just, just to put the minds at ease of those that are waiting for someone to say it yes just just because it had to it wasn't it hasn't been that long actually it, um it was it was the uh, anniversary of douglas adams passing a couple of days ago it was a bit of a shock because it's, it's happened about 25 years ago i think it can't be that long but it it really is which is a bit of a shock. But let's move on from there. Uh, we've got Frank87 here with the uh, appropriate question. What is heavier, an ounce of gold or an ounce of lead? Frank. I wish mean, oh, you said ton, because that used to be an issue in the game. I Who was it who told me? I was chatting to Tom Cool, I think at ECM. Mm-hmm. I I can't remember about what exactly, probably SRVs or something. And I mistakenly, we were talking about, I think we were talking about the increase in capacity of the bigger SRV or something. And I used the word ton and Tom corrected me and said unit and said we don't use weight anymore. anymore. 
Um, hmm. Yeah, because of issues of how many tons of slaves you're carrying, like like you might have to have ten and a bit slaves or something to make oh, up the wow. appropriate weight. So yeah, it's units in. Uh, That's brand new news to me. Yeah, it also gets. It also gets around the issue with the anaconda, because the anaconda, if you actually had the the cargo racks as tons, it means that you'd have the ship would be bigger on the inside than it is on the outs. Brilliant, funny. So yeah, so the the anaconda no longer is a TARDIS. I would say the weight would vary depending on where on the orbital we we measure it, wouldn't it? Because of the the like the spin gravity, you Not know, it's, it's going to be a lot lighter than the thing. <laughs> Not a lot. Well, that's why the docking. That's why the docking bay is constantly at 0.1 gravity because that means that people can actually carry about big ton weights, but it's, it only costs. It only it's a hundred kilograms. Okay. There we go. Sorted. Sorted. It, it, it depends on where in the bar we stand. It depends on the the, the weight. <laughs> Actually, you'll find that no. Oh God, no, not that voice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There we go. Here it, here it comes. <laughs> Push the glasses up on the nose. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next one. Oh, here's a request. Another request from Apathis for you, Alec. Can Alec go slower in buckyball races? <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. However, I have good news for you. I, I've probably reached my um what's the word, my uh, optimum performance level in buckyball in quite a while ago, so I'm probably not going to go any faster. He's peaked, gang, he's peaked. peaked. That's that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I've peaked at buckyball. Um, yeah, you want to watch out. It's not me you want to watch out for. I'm, I'm mid-table these days. You want to watch out for these newcomers like um, Kevin the Stabber and um, Sulu, who is still claiming that he's not very good, but honestly, mate, you need to drop that now because <laughs> Sulu is a top contender. Um, and um, and Epiphysis himself, in fact, is is definitely um, one of my one of my opponents these days. I'll be interested to see the final league tables. Actually, I suspect um, there might be a few surprises. There's some good people come up through the ranks in the last year. But no, uh, I, can't, I can't go any slower. But I'm not going to go any faster either. <laughs> no, I mean you could also take me on. I, mean, I am believe Radio's Commander slow at the moment, which I really ought to do something about. But if I can be bothered. <laughs> uh, right. Oh, here's, a, here's a fun one. Um, what is your favourite ship and why is it the Cobra Mark IV? This is from uh, Silas Rizzi. Um, but seriously, how long did it take each of you to reach either uh, one or all three? Oh, hang on. Sorry, no, an elite status or one of the big three, big three ships. Thank you. Um, we could we could go around and um, do this. I know that Chris Mott Five has actually looked this up in um, answer to this question. So why don't we start with Chris? Oh, well, if, if he's actually done some research. <laughs> yeah, research. <laughs> okay, so um, time to get one of the big three was the Anaconda, and that took me one year and seven days. Time taken to first elite was just under two years. Time to triple elite took just under five years. Wow. Nice. I love that. Did you go through the logs and find the... Um, I found the day I started, I got bought the game via Steam, then checked the NARA, 
to check when I first got one of the big ships and then obviously was able to work the time oh, from Aragog. that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was able to work. And it also includes when you get the different elite statuses. So I was able to do um, basic takeaways and get the answers. Yeah. Very nice. Cool. Actually, I can't be asked. I was going to look it out, but uh, whatever. <laughs> So I go next, sorry. Yeah, you go next then. Yeah, go next. Uh, Where where, where are we? How long? I I don't know. I could look it up. Um, Let me think. Um, Elite ranks will have been, might well have been exploration first, actually, rather than trade, because I did, I did a couple of sort of Sagittarius A-star buckyball runs and things like that, and I think a couple of those, and and then coming back probably did the trick. Um, Took me a while though. Might have been a, well, it could have been a couple of years, but I've got a funny feeling exploration and trade came one after the other. And shock news, I don't think it is shock news. I still ain't elite. Um think I'm deadly. Can't well, be combat. doing with all this yeah. can't be doing with all this shooting thing stuff. Um <laughs> Uh, big three. So, so, so stupidly, what are the big three? We're talking Anaconda, Cutter, and Fat. Yeah. Okay. So, as we've learned this morning, this morning, the start of the show, um, we've been like I'm, for that long. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels like it. I'm slow at this stuff, so I only got the rank to get the Cutter this morning. Um, I did get my Corvette, but that was better two years ago, I think. Um, I did get an Anaconda. That was, I guess I've been playing about, I want to say about three years before I got my Anaconda. Didn't like it, and it's been in mothballs ever since. Mm. Yeah, that's that's quite understandable. Uh, Claire? Oh, I think Elite Rank was um, probably about a year and a bit in for anything i'm relatively sure the first it would it would make sense it would check out for me that the first of the big three ships i bought was the corvette and i'm looking and i believe that that was but that is sort of two years after buying after start like starting playing the game um although i don't bloody know um and i think i got triple elite maybe three years ago something like that so i i know know there was a clip of it somewhere um that that went on some social media and i'm sure sure if i looked i'd be able to find it but it wasn't it it was it didn't take five years it was probably probably about two or three years ago that i got triple elite but it was a nice it was a nice feeling to actually finally get it the last one was obviously combat yeah it always is Oh, apparently I bought a cat of first because Kremen's telling me because he's my secretary, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's, uh, he's only got three quad, uh, quad elite accounts. Oh, yeah, sorry, there's fine. one's triple and the other two are quad. Oh, yeah, oh right. okay. Fine, fine. Um, Chris Mark Four, have you managed to, to hit any of those uh, parameters? Oh, uh, yes. So uh, my first big ship... Um, wasn't one of the big three because I'd sort of I'd been enjoying trading. So like my big target that I'd set myself was a Type Nine, which took mm. me two years to get. Wow. And then the Anaconda, <laughs> the Anaconda followed a year later. Uh, I finally got round to getting an Anaconda Elite. To my absolute shame, I got my first Elite uh, last year. 
Um, <laughs> which is the tray delete uh, that I finally got round to doing, considering that I said, oh, I really liked trading. I didn't say I was a good trader. I just did trading. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that that's me. I've, I've not got any of the other elites. I am working my way there. But I just kind of mess around and have fun. I've not really... I've not really had enough focus. <laughs> well, and I've got a bit of a of a confession of shame here. Um, it's mostly because I don't like the Anaconda, and I haven't got high enough a rank for either the Federation's Corvette or the Imperial Cutter. Uh, so, yeah, um, I actually wanted... I ended up flying the T-10 first before I got on an Anaconda. That's, <laughs> that's wow. how long ago this is. And to tell you the truth, I still prefer flying the T-10 to the Anaconda. Um, and is I did manage to get uh, Triple Elite, I think, four years ago. Um, I, I just, I, my first one I got was definitely trade, then exploration. And then I decided to spend, I think, three months just doing nothing but shooting Thargoid Scouts. Oh, when that used to count. Yeah, I started doing it, but I missed the real gold rush on that. Yeah, because I worked out that um, eight Thargoid Scouts was equal to one percentage point of deadly. <laughs> nice. So I, I was there. I shoot... in June 2020, by the way. Just managed to look that up. Yeah, nice. And you know, actually, one of the best ships for getting rid of scouts, which I was quite surprised about, an Imperial Clipper uh, with really fast engines and turrets. Oh. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's how I got to, uh, to Elite. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> you want me to take it? Yes. Uh, Polytropos um, asks, um, question for any or all of you, how often do you turn flight assist off? I really struggle with it. Is it worth persevering? We can go go around as well with this one. Um, um, I don't. I don't. I only ever turn off flight assist if um, I've got a tricky place where I need to land. Um, and I just turn off flight assist and let gravity um, bring the ship down for me. That's pretty much the only time I do it now. Um, Colin, what about you? Uh, well, I've used it in combat, and I've used it, but not as well as I should. Where I use it the most is in normally the big unmaneuverable ships coming into dock. So, ironically, when I'm in a T9, I am probably using uh, flight assist off more than any other time. Because it's, it's actually quicker to switch flight, uh, flight assist off, turn the ship to line up with a docking port, and then switch flight assist back on again and actually manoeuvre the ship round in a huge circle. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Alec? Um, more, more and more frequently these days, I can't do anything quickly or competitively with flight assist off, so it would be no point me turning it off in combat. It would. I mean, I might off, I suppose, but I but I would essentially be worse. And if I tried to turn it off, I, I can land inside a Coriolis with flight assist off, but it's it, you know it's not quick. Um, what I but where I do turn it off is where I've got a little bit of time to kill, um, and I'm not in a rush because I love the way the ship moves with flight assist off. So, for example, when I was doing these um, runs, I was talking about to get my elite rank. Um, because it's an outpost, occasionally you get there um, and there's no docking pads. And so the minute I arrive at an outpost or something and I can't dock, I'll turn flight assist off and just 
drift and just idly kind of play with it. Um, I love just playing with flight assist when I'm not trying to achieve anything and I really don't need to do anything other than just drift around and enjoy the view. Um, it's brilliant. Um, so I'll also do it when I'm doing exobiology and I'm floating over a planet and I love the way the ship moves there and I'm just drifting. And if, with the engines off as well, you just hear this, the whistling of the wind and stuff like that. Um, and there was one other good... Oh, yeah, the other, the other place I've started turning it off more often is when I'm... This is quite tricky and does take a bit of skill, but when I'm filming somebody else, it doesn't happen massively often, but if I'm trying to film somebody in an SRV in particular... Um, or a race in an SRV, the, the the end result looks so much better with flight assist off. Um, the motion of the camera is just much more sort of graceful and smooth. So, so yeah, I do it when I've got time to kill and, and I want to enjoy the movement of the ship, but not to achieve anything useful. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, when when you are actually using flight assist off, when you're bringing it round to line up with the station, you do get um, a... V- a sense of well peace yeah yeah it, it's, it's very weird what about you chris sorry i'm just very aware of how many questions oh. we've got and the time chris not four which what about you um i am absolute chaos with flight assist on never mind the flight assist off i would like to do some of like the fancy combat maneuvers and stuff i would like to master it but i probably never will amazing chris five husband um I will do it if coming out of the station and the next system we need to go to is behind the station so we can get the ship quickly flipped around. Use it in combat occasionally um, to just turn around quickly yeah. and general faffing about. As in, how quickly can I boost my Viper, um, twist it, use FA off and just keep spinning as fast as possible while going out of the station. Okay. Mm. Cool. Well, we've got the next one's from Rangers Ranger GSTK. Um, have you met David Braben? And if so, how was it? Um, well, I know from my experience, everybody else in the old live radio team have met him, including Ben, and I haven't. And every single time, it's been a case of I just missed him. <laughs> I couldn't obviously go to the launch party, and when we had the expo. Um, I needed to go down. <laughs> we were setting up the stall. I need to get more supplies uh, for the live radio stall. Went down, back to the hotel room, and that's when he came round and said hello to everybody, which is uh, typical. But everybody else, let's go. Alec, have you met him? Uh, yes, when I got invited into Frontier to see the Beyond update, um, oh, I got excellent. to sign a book actually, and it was nice because he was. It was um, a. a book on um i've kept forever on on mach- advanced machine code techniques for the bbc micro which <laughs> i thought he'd get a kick out of and actually he was appalled and didn't like the idea of signing books at all because he, he rather felt like it was going to spoil the book and i had to reassure him that to me it would be much more valuable but he, he wasn't actually very happy about scribbling on my lovely book but he was very nice <laughs> how about you psychic uh no i haven't the the closest we got was um um, the, possi- the the very possibility of lining up something for flight assist, but it never came to fruition. Oh, that's a shame. Um, Chris Mark IV. No, I've, I've never had the, the opportunity to meet him, unfortunately. 
And I guess the same for the Chris Mark Five. <laughs> yeah, and sadly never had the chance to meet him. Yeah, trust me, if Ben was here, he would he would prattle on. <laughs> ben prattle on no. Oh, this is from uh Kilt eight oh one. Um if they said the servers were going to be shut down permanently in a month, where would you go? Who wants to take that one? I mean I assume I assume this is an in game question. As in, where would you park your ship? Where would you spend your final moments in the game? Well, that's how I'd interpret it. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that interpretation. And my answer would be, I think I would switch back to Legacy and do another circumnavigation of Kumei in Chi Hercules. Yeah, Uh, obviously I would be docked up here in Leave Station. This is this is <laughs> started and leave or ended leave. That'll be the end of it, I think. I think <laughs> I think I'd go to um I think I'd go to Micah's Rest in um um Snocky's Jan, which mm. is um the, the, the station that I had named that for, that Frontier reached out and asked me to name. Um so that's definitely, definitely hundred and ten thousand percent where I would go. I would have a little cry and um go there. I would do a little bit of a tour first. I would go to sort of um I'd go to Barjaval and um swear at it and then I'd go to my beautiful, beautiful, wonderful factions home system and um give give that a bit of a, a bit of a cuddle and then I'd go and um, park up at Micah's and call it a day and be sad and then find more, many more incredible, amazing games to play and talk about. <laughs> yeah. Chris Mark 4. Um, I, I, I think I would need to be a little bit like you, Colin. I would, I would need to go out the way that I've played this game, standing at the bar and leave station. <laughs> Watch. There's you and me sitting on the dock Watching the ships come in and watching them go out. Yes. I mean, I mean, yeah. The, the the logic of it is is we would we would all go to like the stations that mean or the places that mean the yeah. the world to us. But at the end of the day, we're all going to try and just get together and clamor together at one point, like with when the Matrix ser- servers shut down or when when other mm. services mm. shut down historically. We would be we would be we'd all be in fucking live station. Yeah. We'd probably be live <laughs> talking shit, you know? We'd do these bits, we'd have a little bit of a laugh, and then we'd all go to go to Lave and, and have a have a couple of drinks and talk shit and have the last episode of Lave Radio as they turn the servers off. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Chris Mark 5? So I'd have a multifaceted plan. First oh, one. Oh, God, here we go. Go Uh-oh. to Colonia with a ship full of bio waste. Drop at Kremen's respite, you fucking dump, know it! Dump it all in Kremen's respite. Come back. Cobra Mark III, land it. Um, Jameson's Cobra, explode. Respawn. And then I guess probably like end up at like Perfect World Micah's Rest, but realistically, probably. Um, Lave. Yeah, man. I'll have a pint uh, waiting for you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, then drink lighter fluid or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then play like the with nail and eye drinking game. Brilliant. Uh, oh, who's this? I'd like to take this one very quickly. This is certainly. Um, this is specifically. This is misery called being misery called and saying, "Have you seen my missing mega ship? I'm looking for my lost AX mega ship that goes by the name of the Internal Vil- Vigilance. Please help! It has been missing for an entire year. Last reported in T Tower in the High Nebula." 
This is Misery Cord doing their azimuth biotech supporting thing and trolling. And I appreciate you. I have appreciated you all year. So thank you very much, my love. I know where it might be. Have you checked your butthole? Yes. There it is. <laughs> have you checked your butthole? Skip up. Surely that'd, that'd bring tears to your tears to your eyes, wouldn't it? Jeez. Okay, um, over the years, I've seen some funny NPC names in the game. Baldrick, Jodsworth, Biff Bacon's all spring to mind. In your time playing, have you seen any funny or noteworthy NPC games by Cheb's Will? Um, well, the, the thing is about all this is that because if you were a Kickstarter backer, you you could put forward a name that could that would be used in the NPC database. And also, if you kickstarted high enough your own name went in the database as well so yeah i have been told that i've been shot down by a lot of people <laughs> but it is also very amusing to see the old members of the live radio queue crew and shooting down alan stroud and fozza fozza uh, has been quite um uh therapeutic at times <laughs> what about anybody else I'm rocking my mind over this and trying to think of anything that springs to mind. If I if I see a name that is funny and it it tickles that um twelve year old, that name could be construed as slightly slightly innuendo-y um bone that I have in my body. Um, I, I I it will make me laugh at the time, but I I don't take a note of it or anything. No, because unfortunately, people did try to put some uh, <laughs> some dodgy names in, but they they never, you know, uh, whale whale oil beef hooked or um, I think it was Anita Jobby. They they, <laughs> they, they were they were they're all suggested but rejected. The frontier were were pretty much on the ball for making sure that none of those twelve year old phrases got in. Amazing. Have you seen any, Alex? Um, I'm terribly unobservant, actually. I'm sure I have, but none spring to mind. I I did just want to point out, maybe we'll try and get it in in the show notes, um, that Osric, I think, still maintains a thread on the forum called Funny or Famous NPC Names, where he's collated little screen grabs of hundreds and hundreds of them. I'm just going to read a dozen at random because they really are hundreds. I mean, I don't know how Frontier managed to throw all these in. Um, Pinkus Extreme, Chowdown, Gush, Zog the Slayer, Shotgun Pete, um, Grumpkin Dagoo, Bill Bailey. <laughs> the list just goes on. There's this Stiggle Tag. I did kill a Tom Baker once, and I had voice attack um, <laughs> working at the time. Yeah. And as I killed Tom Baker, Tom Baker said, great shot, Commander. I was like, that's amazing. I have peaked. <laughs> that's good. Stig driver. I have seen, oh, I do take it back. I have seen a slotty Bart fast. Excellent. As an NPC. What about Chris Mock 4? Um, do you know, my, my, my problem is that I've not, um, I've not taken any note of them. So I'm sure I have. I'm a bit like you guys. I've, I've seen them and I've just not quite documented them. I love the idea of keeping a thread of these. <laughs> I wish I'd done that. But no, I've not, not really. I have got excited every once in a while when I have, when I have seen an Alan Stroud or whatnot out there. I also like very evilly, evil and dastardly sounding NPCs turning out not to be pirates. You know, when you when you sort of find someone at a nav beacon, you think, God, they sound evil. Nah, turns out they're fine. 
Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame when you find Dick Dastardly just flying happily along in an adder and not actually in a big gun. Boat. Yeah, yeah, he's not 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 in a gunboat, not shooting people up. You're like, oh, def- definitely got a bounty here that I'm going to claim. <laughs> nope, nope, turns out he's innocent. Darn it. <laughs> Chris Mock 5. Um, I remember once shooting Davros. Nice. That definitely exists. You're yep. right. Before he could de- detonate the reality bomb. So, the reality bomb. So yeah, that's the one that I think leaps out at me. I don't ever remember seeing any red dwarf names, which I'm kind of disappointed at. No, I must admit I don't remember. Oh, no, remember I've seen Scutters. Oh, nice. But no, but not uh, but not any of the, the John big Wayne four. Fan club. <laughs> wow. Okay then. Um, if you could travel back in time and convince David Braben to implement one missing feature from the Kickstarter before he retired, what would it be and why? And he's um, he suggested two, which was the full atmospheric planets with cities, blah, 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 and fully modelled ship interiors with with appropriate bits that go with that. Or something else, and that's from good old DG Wiley. Would like to take that one to start with. I can. I, can, I certainly can. Um, if I could, which would it be and why? No, I wouldn't want to. I really wouldn't want to. I think um, I, I've been I've been in a lot of Kickstarters and I've been um, much more disappointed with some other Kickstarters that I've contributed to than I have uh, that with with Elite. Um, I don't know necessarily that I would want full atmospheric planets with cities, flora, fauna, and big game hunting. No tar. I'm good. Thanks. I can do that in another. I can go and play a different game for for something like that if I want it. I really love Elite. I really love Elite the way it is. I wouldn't be averse to being able to um, drop into so, like surface level of water worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be lovely. Um, um, I'm not bothered. I've never been bothered about ship interiors. I get, I get why why people are. I I get the appeal. I really do. I'm not bothered about it. Um, I feel because I came came to Elite so late that I don't feel like I'm qualified to go. Oh, but all of this shit was promised because I love what we have. Yeah. Okay, Alec. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I I sort of want to stick to the. The premise of the question and, and pick things that were sort of Kickstarter promises, and I honestly can't remember them. I, mm. I quite like the second one, the second suggestion here. Not 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 necessarily the ship interiors, but the idea of um, sort of mention of physicalized cargo stowing away and stealing other players' ships. I, I do I do I do think salvage could be better. I really like the idea of doing ship interiors, not so we can walk around our own empty ships and wonder what to do with them, but. Um, for the purposes of salvage, I would love to both on pl- crashed on planets and in space be able to go across the derelict ships and and get inside them and you know all the stuff we've got now in Odyssey to do with cutting open lockers and things. I think that would be amazing in a a, a hulk of a ship that's you know half its side has been ripped away and you're mm. somehow yeah it being able to walk around the you you walk in via the cargo bay and then up to the bridge and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah. Proper big scale salvage, not just opening a box and taking out <laughs> a conveniently enclosed thing. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from there. Chris Mock Four. Oh, um, I think atmospheric landings would be pretty cool. Like some some 
you know, less tenuous atmosphere planets would be pretty cool. I mean, I'm kind of happy with what we've got. I understand why we've got what we've got. I don't really feel that I was promised ton, you know, the mm. loads. I, I kind of get that. I mean, I'd be happy if they gave me a key bind that made me request docking permission. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll set, I'll, I'll set, I'll set a bar that you know so maybe high. someone sitting yeah. there, yeah. You know, someone that's, you know, leaving Frontier that maybe wants to do that as a leaving present for the community, feel free. Um, how hard could it be? Take a drink. Um, and then, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I think like atmospherics would be pretty cool or, you know, something like that. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be a very difficult considering that no man mm. the No Man's Sky developers just announced their next game, which is pretty much more of the same in No Man's Sky, but just on one planet. No, no, <laughs> what they did was they said to Sean Murray, Go out and don't make a big deal or anything. Don't set expectations too high. And Sean Murray walked out onto the game award stage with his full chest and went, I'm making Earth. <laughs> 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 Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, but imagine that. You'd have to do that for every single full Earth-like planet you came across. No, it's just one planet. But he went, I'm making a... Yeah, I know, but what you'd have to do in Elite is to match that. Yeah, well, that's why everyone. you couldn't do it. That's why you just couldn't yeah. do it. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but even how hard can it be? How hard can it be? It was fine. It was fine. No one would talk about seeing things the same all the time. No one would talk about how boring it is because you get the same three eight thing. There'd be no complaints. I bet you you wouldn't hear a Latvian cry. Oh, oh dear. Um, <laughs> Chris Mark Five. Yeah, um, I'm on the Kickstarter trying to find the Kickstarter promises. So. I don't know. <laughs> no, the cricks, the Kickstarter promises are all actually all in the comments and in the updates. That's oh. that's the ones that everybody are are, are clinging to because the thing was that there's an awful lot of these. If, if you actually go line by line through the the Kickstarter, we we've got everything and more that was promised in the Kickstarter. There was just some things that were promises as a kind of stretch goals. Okay, right? when they said uh, ship interiors, it's sort of they said that the ships are designed with ship interiors in mind for a later update. And of course, that meant everybody got it into their heads that that means we're automatically getting ship interiors. Do you know if it was ever intimated that the damage model like the Condor might be expanded onto other ships? Um originally that was one of the things that they they did go with. They, they okay, I'd that, go with that then. Yeah. You do what you want the damage models. Yeah, because yeah. the condor just looks so cool when it's wrecked. Um <laughs> and nothing else really looks like that, and it's a shame. Mm. So basically <sighs> you want you want a wrecked federal corvette, don't you? Yeah. I just had an awesome idea. Because <laughs> that would just look amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm, gonna take, I'm gonna take my you know I said I've got an anaconda and I didn't like it and it's been in storage ever since. Yes. I'm going to take it out of storage and I'm going to roll it down the same canyon that I rolled my DBX <laughs> down and film it as bits start to cave in and come off it. Amazing. Excellent. I would watch that video and yeah. I would give it a thumbs up. Right. I'd have that as my screensaver. That's happening. <laughs> <laughs> have it on repeat constantly. Um, yeah, I think mine is definitely um, VR all the way through 
in, uh, including on foot VR for Odyssey. That's I know it wasn't promised in the Kickstarter, but it does feel like in order for I think that's the one thing that just is my little niggle about Elite. I know why it's probably not coming. I know why the whole the whole reason behind it, but because uh, VR is incredibly hard to do. I know because I'm doing some at the moment, and uh, yeah. That, I think that's my only only niggle at all, really. Um, okay, moving on from that one. Um, if you could modify or add one slot, i.e. Class 1 gun or Class 2, to the modules and or internals of any ship, what would it be? And this includes all parts, guns, utilities, cores, and optionals. And that's from Vault. I was... Okay. I have I have I have one that springs to mind every single time. I would add a class five um slot to the DBX and or change one of the change the slot four to a slot five to add mm. um but make it specifically only able to take a fuel scoop. Nice. That nice. would li- that would be the, the like obviously I have problems with some of the positioning of some of the weapons. Um uh, specifically that one that sits on the belly of the Corvette because it's fucking useless. Um <laughs> but the um the of the the only other thing whenever I think of with this is like give give me a better fuel scoop in my DBX because I would be in the DBX all the time if that was the ca- were, were the case if we had if it wasn't just so slow to scoop in comparison to the crate phantom. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about you, Alec? Um, yeah, the, the fuel scoop's an interesting one, and I absolutely feel the pain. Uh, funny enough, I wouldn't for the, for, for the exact same reason, because the DPX is uh, it's good enough already. It's, it's almost too good already. You know, I don't want one ship that's just the best. So mm. I like that the DPX has this little um, foible, and I wish, I wish more ships had one big downside, you know, that they were... I wish there was a ship that was... I don't know, there probably are. But one, you know, a ship that really overheated badly, a ship that's really low on power, and there's nothing you can do about it, not even with engineering. I'd like that. Um, uh, the only thing I, I, I was struggling with this question, I would add one extra utility slot to the chieftain because I based my entire maelstrom strategy on my chieftain, mm. and I'm 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 a bit restricted on utility slots, so I think I'd bung another utility slot in the chieftain. Fair enough. Chris Mark Five. Um, oh, I don't know. I can't think of anything really um i mean just to be contrary maybe add another slot onto the type 9 so it could take even more cargo because i think the fact that it can be out cargoed by a fancy pants imperial ship angers me (laughs) (laughs) well they've they've already done that once and they've already said, oh, um, by the way, we've done some remodel- remodeling of the Type 9 and uh, we've made it a lot bigger. I think they added something like 160 tons or, sorry, units of space <laughs> to the Type 9. Uh, what about you, Chris Mark Four? I was genuinely checking out the Type 9 there. I like that the Chrissies are on the same wavelength. Um, so, because that one's been taken, um, I would probably go to the Chieftain and allow one of the military slots, the sort of defence slots, to be generic so that I can throw more stuff in there. Like, I can use it for reinforcements if I want reinforcements, but also I could put a module in there if I wanted to. 
I think that's probably like one that would be useful for me because I kind of like it as a multi-purpose ship. I fly about in it a lot as just like a general go-do stuff ship, and I need a bit more, a bit more ability to customize it when I need to. Lovely. Um, mine would be for the Imperial Clipper. Uh, first of all, I, I mean, I I would love it to be a medium ship and not a large ship, but I do feel a fighter bay. Being allowed to have a fighter bay in that would be chef's kiss, as far as that that thing's concerned. Right. Uh, so there, I hope that answers your question. Oh, Elvis Kramen, <laughs> why did you do this? Okay, guys, are we going to be honest here? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We have we've been honest all this time. <laughs> How much preparation do you do for the show? Some of us more than others. Mm. And that varies week to week, actually. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, I think um, it varies a lot on the show. I think. So, I think because we do we do a lot more um, community focus now. Um, there's um, there's a fair amount of stuff that we do where we're we're searching for things. I have I tend to have like a good idea. If I don't have a good idea of the question, I tend to have um, a little chinwag. We tend to have a little bit of a chinwag about the question on the Sunday, like of the question of the week and stuff. But we had we had a good idea of questions. The, as far as like the community stuff, um, Alec contributes a shit ton. To the community, um, the community section um, during the week. I because throughout the week, if I'm watching stuff and I'm still, you know, because I'm constantly checking out new YouTubes and checking out forum posts. So if I see something that I think, oh, that's really good, then I'll just yeah, I'll just bookmark it. And then when it comes yeah. to filling the show notes, I've I've usually got a couple. I'm I'm normally filling in the answers. I wait till as late as possible before I transpose the. Um, question of the week to our show notes to give as many people the opportunity to to say um say things as possible because we really normally only give like a three-day window for it and we're really fortunate in that a lot of people ask ask questions or 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 a lot of people respond to the stuff that we do and it's been a really nice thing to be able to have that level of engagement but i like to leave it until right at the end like Sometimes, occasionally, Colin has got to let us know that he can't do the show really late. So I'm also hosting and typing in the, note, typing in the notes at the same time. And that's not fun. <laughs> Just but, listen, the majority of times that happen, it's not intentional. It's I know, not I know, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Colin's just being an arsehole to me. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been really fun to be able to implement that kind of thing and um, have the the to and fro that we have now um, and be that little bit more community focused. And I know that's a um, a slightly different angle, um, but we do we do occasionally occasionally we get to the adverts and then decide on a main discussion. So that kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's really subtle when that happens. So we don't really talk about it very often. <laughs> But it's it's been fun. Yeah. Uh, well, 
for most of the, the time, I end up doing a lot of the... Well, we know we've got to acknowledge that um, Ben does an awful lot of the post-show work. So um, there's an awful lot of work that he does to to take the finished product, put up the show notes, and uh, there's also mm-hmm. everybody in tech. So that's Chris Mark IV, Chris Mark V, <laughs> uh, Commander Ventura, Podnik. Um, they do a lot of work behind the scenes, just editing the the ship the the, the show down and getting uh, the shit that we put in. We put yes. in folders to show last minute and um, without without question or without um, without problems. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, this is it's it just works. Well, while it might seem that a lot of the time we come, Ed, there there is a fair amount of stuff that does happen, and um, at the end of the day, we're we're a bunch of mates who just enjoy talking about this our silly space game. Um, and it, it, well, we're, we're, what are we, episode 470? Yeah, because it was 69 last time, that was cursed. Um, yeah, episode 470, and it's not broken yet. No, no, until, we do. Until we get a month before the servers shut down. Yeah, <laughs> then, it'll, then it'll be broke all the way through. We do have a, a set routine that we follow every week, so, which helps. Is yeah, it, so we, yeah. We, we meet at six for an hour of vocal exercises and then we do a complete <laughs> show run-through from seven till eight. Normally... Edit, edit the script. Normally I go upstairs and I record lots of like different um, audio for um, a good hour and then I join the, the call and my voice is really harsh and then I drink 17 whiskeys and then I'm about ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, after that vast amount of truth bombs... <laughs> we'll move on to the final question of the the night, which came from Digital Druid. Um, just quickly, if Salvation came back with new toys, if Salvation what? If Salvation uh, what, came what, back what with new toys, what would you think if Salvation came back with new toys, with like new new things for for us? I mean, what to fight the Thargoids? You mean? I don't know. Mm. I was like, are we getting a, a new Tickle Me Thargoid? Is that what they're talking about? As, <laughs> Azimuth do, coming back do, with new do, toys. Do, do, do. <laughs> you hear the music in the background, yeah. <laughs> the um, the Tickle Me Thargoid Revenant variant we haven't done yet. Mm. <laughs> and we're My not going to because any sal- Sorry. No, go ahead. My first thought with any Salvation new toy would be, when's it going to blow up in my face, frankly? I think. Yes. I'd yeah, love, you know, some there. new lightning gun or something. It's like, oh, this gun's great, but it's definitely going to blow up in my face any second now. And a toy for aspiring biologists, um, probably. Uh, something along those lines. Um, oh, um, Salvation coming back with new stuff. Like, are we thinking Guardian-y stuff? We keep talking yeah. about them in a mech suit. Yeah, Guardian Mech Suit, that's what's happening. Guardian Mech Suit Salvation is like final boss level. <laughs> it's like you've defeated the Fargoids now, put up with Salvation in a Mech Suit. <laughs> or if he's brought back that Mech Suit for you to use them in the Thargoids invade on foot. Well, we, they'd be available from places where Operation Witch Hunt and uh, other um, other groups are available. Um <laughs> can will be able to um shunt them out well they're not able to shunt them out so um you'll still be able to get them no matter what they do um i've got yeah. one i've got one if salvation came back with this i think i could forgive him oh god okay <laughs> if he could give me a um subsurface displacement missile that let me crack open a titan the way we can crack open a core asteroid oh man 
man, I may have to put him back on my Christmas list if he invented that. Oh, I'm mean, just imagining the the explosion now. Oh, that would be joyous. That, I mean, it would be cool, but you wouldn't have long to try it, would you? You would, you would need to be essentially parked with it next to a Titan as soon as that update launched. I see what you mean. There's only eight. Yeah, okay, I see the problem. <laughs> you've got you've got a very limited shelf life on that gameplay. I'm just unless 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 we have a few more Titans coming round. No, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone can only carry one, so it's a team effort. <laughs> <laughs> there must be a minimum of 50 people in the instance all armed with them to crack the Titan. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's that's your that's your exhaust port shot right there, isn't it? What about you, uh, Chris Mark Four? Oh, sorry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> they, they've forgotten. <laughs> they've forgotten. They've forgotten. Sorry. Um, well, I, I, kind of, kind of what I said. You know, we're sort of, we're sort of expecting uh, him in a mech suit. Him is a virus that gets uploaded into Fargo and stuff. Ooh. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I'm, I'm unsure what to expect. I, I look forward to being surprised by <laughs> some sort of cackling coming across in a data download somewhere where everyone's terminals receives a message. Oh, lovely, lovely. Chris uh, Mark, Chris Mark Five. Um, I wouldn't mind if he came with back with a big bin and just put himself in it. That'd be great. <laughs> and then I could push it into the sea. I'd be happy. Ah, well, there you go. Uh, I hope that is helpful for everybody. <laughs> you did ask. We answered. What more do you want? Right. Um, looking through uh, the rest of the notes, we've got any other business. Well, we've got the Dex Legacy uh, Season 2. It returns with an explosive and thrilling adventure, including secondary subjects, Interlude 1. It premiered tonight uh, before, obviously, this show. You can find further information at thedexlegacy.com, including links up to the paperback book, The Dex Legacy Season 1, collected scripts and commentary by Emily Inkpen, and also there's a complete Season 2 in HD or uh, Audible. Audible? Audio. There we go. Uh, our chief bar steward, Psycho Cow, will be hosting a Christmas quiz on Friday the 22nd of December at 7pm UK time. You can pop over to twitch.tv slash psychocow for that. Uh, and please remember that Commander Alan Stroud still has a new book out which only came out last week, which we will thoroughly recommend. Uh, also, uh, give Psykit and myself a wave on, on Twitch. I've, I've just got my summary. Mine's just Elite Dangerous and F1 Manager. That's it. <laughs> Yours will be a little bit more varied, Psykit. A little bit a little bit now. And we fin Oh, we finished Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk on Monday. We oh, actually did. Fin- we actually finished the whole game. Um, so this Monday is going to be my first foray into Mass Effect. Oh, oh, that. So that's that's going to be that's going to be the new series that I do every Monday at least. Um, I and I, I never I, I don't normally plug like this every Monday at least, and then um I try and fit an elite stream in a week. I do um, a multiplayer stream with um. KT on a um, a Monday night as well. That's we're playing through um, Baldur's Gate as well, and some other bits, um, and bits and pieces along the way. Um, House Flipper, is, the House Flipper Two is out on Thursday, so we'll be playing the shit out of that Thursday and Friday this week. Um, and yeah, it's and I I up. 
I've managed nearly two months now of uploading a YouTube video every single day. So I'm really excited about that as well. Nice. I need to sleep, but I'm really excited about that. Um, also, another bit of business. Sunday at 12 o'clock, Black Diamond FM, the Chris <laughs> Mark 4, is, do, does his radio show for two hours. It is very much worth a listen. We have, in my Discord, we have a, we have a chat along that goes along with it. It's a lot of fun. Um, go and go listen to Chris. He's brilliant. Legitimately brilliant. And I don't say that without meaning it. He is excellent at what he does. So give him a listen. Yeah, genuine radio. Gen genuine actual radio. Your check is in the post psycho. Thanks very much. No, no, there's no check. <laughs> I think you're <laughs> You can even marvel at his high-tech weather forecasting technique. Indeed, yeah, he looks out the window. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if the window's steamed up? It's, kind of, it's foggy. Foggy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, shout outs. Our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv, Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the listening commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord. Uh, we're also giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcast, so hello to the Guard Frequency, who do other space games as well, and of course the lovely Loose Screws. Following this, we do not have uh, the latest Galnet News Digest. We have... Well, let's, let's just prepare your ears for it. <laughs> I would like to... <laughs> it's a jump scare. So thanks to everyone who's chipped in in the Twitch chat, and in-game commanders you've had today, Chris, Mark Four in-game commanders that we have had. We have had Soka42, Siberius, and Rich1986, Rich. Excellent. Uh, so special thanks, of course, go to Commander Tokuso, Jay and Trax, and Alan Stroud, who have all created music that we use on the show. So that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you'll find all the contact links in the home slash contact us menu of the laveradio.com website. If you do have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode, that's where you find us. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So, thanks to Chris Mark 4. You're welcome. Well. Chris Mark 5. Hi. Bye. Uh, Alec Turner. You're welcome. See? Can't tell the difference, can you? Don't <laughs> so subtle. <laughs> Command us like it. Hey, bye. <laughs> so until next time, come. Oh, and special thanks, of course, to today's tech specialist. That'd be Commander Ventura. You're welcome. You almost forgot me. I did. <laughs> so until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back. Christmas, I scan biology, a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the second day of Christmas, I scan biology, two anemones and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the third day of Christmas, I scan biology, three receptor umbrugs, two anemones and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, I scan biology, Four fumarola, three receptor umbrugs, two anemones, and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, I scan biology. Five bark mounds. Four fumarola, three receptor umbrugs, two anemones, and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, I scan biology. Six hectoid of verbis, five bark mounds. Four fumarola, three receptor, a fuck to an enemy, and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, I scan biology. Seven losses, discus, six tectoid, a vermis, five bark mounds. Four fumarola, three receptor, a fuck to an enemy, and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, I scan biology. Eight subsequentials of seven notches, discus six, for the verb is five bark mounds. Four fumarolas, three receptor, a bug to an enemy, and a cordyceps in a brain tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, I scan biology. Nine senior tubers, eight subsequentials of seven notches, discus six, for the verb is five bark mounds. Four fumarolas, three receptor, a bug to an enemy. In a brain tree. On the tenth day of Christmas, I scan biology. Ten bacteria, nine to YouTubers, eight of the mentions of saints, six, 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 Biotech. It's Tickle Me Thargoid. 
Little B Thargoid is fun for all the family. Teach your little anti-Xeno commander the difference between an Orthrus and a Cyclops, a Basilisk and a Medusa. Count the hearts. One, two, three, four. It's a Cyclops. All Tickle Me Thargoids spray realistic caustic clouds. Not near the curtains. <laughs> I love you, Tickle Me Thargoid. Tickle Me Thargoid. Available now from branches of Lave Toy Depot and other retailers. What do you mean, we're going to escape? Start talking now. The cabins are empty, sir. And I found this. That's the Dominosi net. Nathaniel, Tristan, Osa, what's going on? Now they're on the run. And people they left behind are going to get caught in the crossfire. And I don't plan on either of us going down. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's the only way. She'll never be able to do it. She might. It's worth a shot. Anything is worth a shot. All right, let's regroup. Raya, you got us covered? Eyes in the skies till you say otherwise. If somebody goes down in battle, we keep fighting. If one of us goes down out there, the others have to keep running. A diagram of the specific weak points is included in the brief. Study it and don't miss. They're so quick. Anyone who does miss is dead. Ash, any luck with the snipers? Have any shot you? No? There's your answer. I will speak to them myself. I can deal with... Clearly you can't deal with anything. It's not even a real plan. It, all you've got is disable chips, run south, keep running south until we reach the biggest slum on the planet. And then what? Live happily ever after. Where's your scientist, Oza? The one who failed to secure the net? Nathaniel is speaking to her now. I wouldn't get too attached if I were you. We're aiming for the Jackwood Undercity. That's hundreds of miles away. Thousands. We won't get there overnight, but that's our destination. Will this be a problem, Vardy? Will you be unfit to serve the deck state? No, sir. I live to serve, sir. Good. Now go. They're already looking for us. That means perimeters. It means searches. It means every agent on the planet has been put on high alert. 